Whose advice are you seeking? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Stephen Pizarro, who was desperate for male role models in his life. And when he was younger, he found it in gang members. Hmm. You know, I believe we're all looking for someone to help guide us, mentor us, teach us, lead us. I know for me growing up, I was always looking for that mother figure to tell me how to do certain things, even cooking and you know, just be like a mom when I got older. And so there are different reasons we look for someone to teach us. Maybe a young man's looking for someone to help him build things. And so when you're looking for that, and then you seek advice also for relationships and how to do this, there are many areas where we desire to be led by someone else. Well, everyone is looking for advice. There comes times in all of our lives where we just don't know which way to turn. And for all of us, we seek maybe friends, maybe close relationships. And for those who might not have the relationships that they need, maybe they don't have that relationship from maybe like a good father or a good male role model, Mm -hmm. they might go search in the wrong areas, you know, and I think getting advice, we all think, yeah, getting advice is a good thing, but where you get that advice from is very, very important. Mm -hmm. People may give you advice that may not be actually good for you. Somebody might give you advice just because they think they know it. I'm not trying to be mean, but they think they know it all. Mm -hmm. You know, they like the position and the thought that they have great advice to give Mm. and they speak into your life, but they're not really thinking about how that's going to affect you or maybe how that could negatively affect you. Right. You know, and then you go with it and later on, maybe, you know, you learn a different way. Mm. But, you know, for me, I used to always search for advice from friends. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't seek a lot of advice from my parents or from family. I always sought it from friends. And when I look back, I thought maybe it was good advice, but I never really even took, you know, like an audit of whether I was getting good advice or not. Yeah. But the Bible says in Proverbs 19:20, it says, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. So according to what the Bible says, it's good for us to get advice. But in Proverbs 19:21, it says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. Mm. You know, we can actually get counsel, not just from people, but from God. Mm -hmm. And God's counsel is powerful and solid enough that it's going to stand. It's not going to fall. Yes. And I think the key to that, that I've learned is having the patience to hear from the Holy Spirit, having the patience to sit there and pray and say, God, please direct my steps. Please lead me bring the right counsel to me instead of just the next person I meet or a good friend. Lord, who do you want me to share this with? Because too often we can turn to maybe the internet for advice. A horoscope. Yeah, (laughs) some kind of hocus pocus thing. Yep, that's the way I'm going to go. But if you truly want sound judgment and discernment and to know the right ways, it is seeking first the Lord, asking him, guide me, lead me, Lord. And people might say, well, how do I do that? Well, the words of the Bible are the word of God. Mm -hmm. You will find your answers. It is so good and so true. Let's hear from Stephen Pizarro after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. 
we'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Stephen Pizarro, and he grew up in a fatherless home. At 16 years old, he started joining this gang. At 18 years old, out of self-defense, he shot and killed someone, and that totally changed his life. And we're going to find out what happened and how he experienced the mercy of God. Let's welcome to the show, Stephen. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I understand that your mom did the best that she could and she was raising you as a single mom, but Mm -hmm. not having a father was very hard. Can you tell me about that? So, you know, not having a father, my older brother and I, we just didn't have any solid foundation as men, you know? Right. So it was really rough for us. Our mother did the best that she could to, you know, teach us right and wrong and lead us into church and just, you know, be good citizens and stuff like that. But, you know, that's hard for a woman trying to raise two hard-headed young guys. Yeah. But I remember at 16, you know, going through middle school, high school, I remember joining a gang and just hanging around the wrong people Mm. and just looking for, you know, that older role model and looking for that wisdom, you know, looking for that smart, good advice. But I definitely was looking in the wrong place and hanging around the wrong people. Mm. Tell me about some of the things that you started to get into, because I mean, you were clean cut at first before all of this, and you were just living your life, but you wanted this acceptance and wanted some guidance. And as you got involved with this gang, you actually started doing drugs. Tell me about that. Right. So I started drinking like heavily at 16 and smoking weed and doing drugs and pills and just doing it in excess and in abundance, like way too much. And everybody around me was doing it, old, young, in between. You know, that was the lifestyle, Mm. you know, and it's almost normal when you surround yourself with that. You know, it was Mm. not good. Now, some people, they will do drugs or drink because they want to fit in. Some, they do it to cover up their pain. Why do you think you were doing it? Definitely, I would say part of it was to cover up hurt Mm. in the Mm. past, for sure. You know, being abandoned by your father and stuff like that, that's hurt there. Mm. But I saw that a lot. I saw, like, looking back, a lot of people covering up hurt. And trying to drown out that pain Mm. that was either done to them or a mistake that they made. Mm. You know, that was like 99% of it was like covering up a pain and trying to snuff out that hurt. Wow, man. What were some of the things, you know, that you had to do to be part of this gang? Did you have to act cool or tough or tell me a little bit about that? So I was really young at the time and I hung around older people. I mean, a year older than me, all the way up to 10 years older than me, Mm. you know? 15 years older than me and you know selling drugs you just are around people that carry guns you know you're around people that break the law and you know of course you gotta act like you're about it you know what i mean you gotta act like hey man i gotta hold my ground i gotta watch my back i gotta watch each other's backs you know and i can't give ground in any instance in any moment right Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you felt were happening to you while being a part of this gang? Did you feel confident that you had people to protect you? Did you feel now I'm part of this family and even my brother's joining me? Tell me about the way you felt, how tough you felt. Maybe you even felt invincible. Well, yeah, you surely feel like you're surrounded by people who got your back. You feel like, yeah, you're invincible, but you feel like, hey, I got my friends, I got my family, I got the only ones that ever cared about me or something like that. But that's not the case at all. 
Hmm. That's actually the worst place that you could be in, the worst type of situation that you can be in and have that belief or understanding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The worst. And, you know, it's not a place you want to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. And as you're in this gang, did you see any drive-by shootings? Did you end up in any fights, fist fights? Or, you know, were you always watching over your back? Tell me about that. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about it. Definitely in fights people on the other side of the fence so to speak definitely had guns that's why i started carrying a gun i started realizing oh man i need to protect myself i need some protection here yeah mm. so i understand that at 18 years old something happened and it wasn't a good thing can you tell me what happened that day yeah i was 18 years old and i was with some friends and some buddies and we were going out and we were going to pick up some drugs on our way to the club mm. we were making phone calls trying to set something up and this girl of one of the guys I was with ended up setting up a drug deal for us. And while she was setting it up, she actually set us up to get robbed, all of us. Oh, wow. Because we all wanted to, you know, buy something. So while we were there, we ended up meeting this guy. He had a gun on him, and he didn't know that we had guns on us. Mm-hmm. While we were there, he ended up pulling out a gun on me really quickly. And it happened so quick that I just, out of instinct, I would suppose, ended up hitting his gun away from my neck. I had my gun on my right, and I ended up just, out of instinct, shooting back. And actually hit him twice, and he ended up falling on the ground and later passed away. Mm. Now, you know... This was so fast. It was just a almost a knee-jerk reaction of defense. But yet you had the gun and people don't care. When you're in a gang, they're going to have a gun, they'll find one. And in your case, you had one because you needed one, you felt, to protect yourself. And here was somebody who was out to get you and take your money and your friends. And this situation happened. And we're going to find out more about that on our next show. And we're going to pray for those who are listening now who are maybe fatherless or feel they don't have a place and they want to be accepted or loved. So thank you so much, Stephen, for being with us. We'll have you back on our next show. Thank you. Amen. You know, when I hear this story, I just see that so many people, when they're going through life, they end up hanging out with people to get acceptance. Mm -hmm. And then those groups of people introduce certain ideas and decisions that we can later regret, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a story of that. This is a story of, you know, a young man who was looking for acceptance, looking for that advice, and not even realizing he was getting it from the wrong source. And how many of us can that be? Sometimes we look at our surroundings, we think, you know, everything's fine, everything's safe, everything's fun, and everything's good. But there's a time when we need to look and say, are things really that good? Yeah, Is this really good? going to be the right thing for me? And there's times in our lives where we really need to evaluate that. So Father, I just pray right now for all those who are listening, for us to just take a moment of reflection on mm-hmm. our lives, who we're hanging around. Because honestly, we will become like our environment. doesn't matter who we are. Eventually, if we're hanging around the wrong crowd, we will become the wrong crowd. Mm. So Lord, I just pray for someone out there who's listening and saying, you know, I'm looking at my life and I'm reflecting and I see that that's my life. And I think it'll never be me. I'll never be the one to get hurt. I'll never be the one. It's just, I'm hanging around with them. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Lord God, I pray that you'd speak to that person. Speak to us, Lord God. Because the Bible says that you are the good shepherd and you are the one who will lead us into life and to what's really good for us. So Jesus, speak to that one who's listening right now mm-hmm. and saying, I'm not sure if I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. Jesus, bring me into the right place. I receive you. I believe yes. in you. And I'm asking you to guide me mm-hmm. in Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. And you know, if you call out to Jesus, just know God is the father to the fatherless. So if you need that, then call out to him and he will fill you and fulfill you and take care of all of your needs. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.